Hey, you know what I believe? I believe that every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible and I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast and here is where your courageous life starts. Oh, hi guys and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. I'm so excited. We're, we've had some amazing guests so far and heaps more to come. This week I've got Christy Nichols uh, coming to you from all the way from Nicaragua. I never say that right. And Christy is amazing. She has uh, travelled the world seeking experiences and has finally settled in Nicaragua. I'm going to get it right eventually. And uh, so Christy is also a personal development facilitator, a curator of transformational experiences, which sounds bloody wonderful, um, a leadership training expert, purposeful travel advocate, and the creator and founder and CEO and bigwig of Venture Within, which helps people find their happy place through retreats and enables people to really live a live full and meaningful lives. And um, I first met Christy last year at the Hero Roundtable in Michigan and was really, really um, taken by her energy. And so, you know, it's always different when you meet people in person, you can feel some energy. Chrissy's got beautiful, beautiful energy. So she's definitely the right person to be running these retreats. And I'm not going to spoil the story because I am going to let her talk in a minute. But uh, and so anyway, how about I talk, let her talk now? So let's hear it straight from the horse's mouth because she's going to say it a damn sight better than me. So uh, welcome, Christy. Hi, thank you. And I don't think I could say it better than you. That was an amazing <laughs> intro. I was going to put you in my pocket and just let you do the talking for me. That was uh Yeah, you can um, you, Sounds awesome. Yeah. You can hire me as your personal <laughs> intro person. That's <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for all of that. I'm so glad to actually like just bouncing back to Hero Roundtable, the conference in um, Michigan earlier this year. You know, I just was buzzing that whole weekend with the energy of all the incredible people there. And I remember you were the very first person um, that hugged me hello. And I love hugging hello. And, you know, it's like, I think I met like Thomas first and a couple other people. And I'm like, here's Karen. And you're like, I don't shake hands. I hug. <laughs> <laughs> great my people oh that's so so true I love hugs you know hugs are where the souls connect and that's Mm -hmm. all there is to Mm -hmm. it and it's so beautiful and people who don't like hugs oh please please get used to it because it's such a such an important thing they reckon you need I think it was eight hugs a day to have really good well-being or something like that Uh, 14 I read 14 I don't know but I'm a glutton like it's you know this time of no hugging I've got um I co-parent a puppy which is another story but um she's an 80 pound gorgeous brindle colored um half Rottweiler half Nicaragua mix and she was here and I was trying to do yoga and she thinks yoga is playtime <laughs> and if you ever tried to do yoga with an 80 pound dog yes I trying have. to do like 
And, and she, she, and so she, yeah, and she hugs me. She's not like a face licker or keeps her distance. She puts her whole body and she leans it like all 80 pounds onto my, <laughs> anywhere in my body she can get. And it's, I love it. It is hard to, to stay in pose, but she's my source of hugs these days. And I heard that you steal her regularly. Yep. Um, I steal her regularly. Sometimes if I've had a few too many glasses of wine, like I know how to break into my neighbor's house, <laughs> um, so, which he doesn't mind me. He wakes up, his dog's gone. He, the leash is gone too. You know, he knows she didn't run out, but yeah, and she loves it. She, uh, Oh, that's fantastic. She comes up here. Mm-hmm. I bet there's um, a hundred stories you could tell about the magic of living in Nicaragua, and hopefully we'll we'll cover quite a quite a bit of it through this. But how about we start with um, who is Christy, and how did you land yourself in Nicaragua? Um, what's the journey that got you there, and you know, and working in this beautiful way to un- unpackage all the magnificence in people. Is that a hard question? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, how did I end up in it? Well, no, it's not hard. It might be a long answer, but um, <laughs> it's right. a good one. <laughs> um, well, I'll try to skip and jump to to the um, to the nitty gritty. Like I don't know. Like I haven't lived. I'm American, but I haven't lived in the states in 20 years almost. And I actually moved to Nicaragua will get you practicing yeah, Nicaragua. The pronunciation of that by the end of this segment. Um, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Now Nicaragua. I'm struggling to say it. Um, but I actually moved here from Australia. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Nika. We're going to say Nika. Nika. Down in Nika. It's like Oz. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, when I was like 20. One, I moved to the UK just for a few months, um, you know, start traveling and teaching. That's where I sort of earned my expertise in all things education and, and travel. I had a real zest for travel, but I had no idea where it was going to take me. I thought England would be a one-shop one, um, one stop or, or just like just go there and come back and kind of be based in the States. But I you know, long, very long story shortened uh, for here, but I, I just got the travel bug and I stayed in the UK for seven years and it was there that I developed um, a love for how, not just travel, but how much you can learn about yourself mm. and how much you can learn from other people and all the vast array of cultures. You know, I lived in a house in England in Brighton. Have, have you ever been to Brighton? In the UK? Um, I've been to UK. I can't remember. I did. I did. Yes, I did. I went to Brighton Beach, but it was only for a yep. couple of days. You know, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cold beach, all pebbles. But I, it was such a vibrant town, and I, and it was a, you know, it's a, a, a university town, and, you know, it's a, it was a tourist destination for people in Europe, and so it was just such a, every culture was represented there, and there was art and music and shows and dance and I, I remember I lived in one of my houses there I was the only person out of six of us who lived in one house that only spoke English wow. <laughs> they were they were Colombian they were Polish they were Czech they were um um gosh were Greek, Greek yeah like from everywhere and yeah. I thought man like what am I doing as American and English in England studying English like I, I just really need to step my game up. Like, I just thought, how on earth did they study for, for their doctorate in a language that wasn't theirs? And this, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a fusion of cultures. And I 
so, you know, I had moved from Southern California and people were like, why are you leaving Southern California beaches and Hollywood and yeah. all of that for gray old, merry old, jolly old England, you know? <laughs> and I thought, because it's the best, you know, because there's so much there. And I just infused that into teaching. I taught, I had my master's out there. I earned my master's out there, but I also earned my teaching degree and I taught high school and I loved those kids. And mm. I hated teaching them inside the classroom. And I thought, this is really boring. Let's go outside. Let's go, like teaching them literature such as, um, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like that's a very dry, boring text for 14 yeah. year olds who, you know, they, they don't give it shit about you know literature but so what I would do is I would have um I'd pass out all their parent permission slips and I would organize nighttime um Jack the Ripper walking tours in London and I would take my kids there and they they would get a real feel for like 19th century London the buildings and you got to see how you know the, the tour guides gave excellent um tours talking about how terrifying London really was in this day and age and then I would make the that textbook come to life for them and that's yeah i mean that's just one example but i thought man i i don't i don't want to teach in the classroom (laughs) you know and if your teacher doesn't want to teach in the classroom you know that's just you need to change the game so that's when i moved to um australia straight after that and started working in universities for a while um but as a means to actually just start a business where i could actually teach um leadership, personal growth, like really these eye-opening, like game-changing experiences that did for me, like what I could look at create for the people, what traveling did for me, just it turned all mm. the lights on. Yep. And yeah, so when I lived in Melbourne, I, I started my first business and then I, I and, and through that, I'm, I'm getting to how I got to Nicaragua. That's okay. <laughs> and this is a short version. <laughs> um, but in Australia, yeah, actually I'd moved back from the UK to America in 2008 and that was right when the economy just plummeted. Yeah. And even though I had, you know, I was like educated and, and had, you know, experience and I was working at universities, they just ran, there was no jobs for me. So I actually had to, um, work as a bartender for a while and saved up enough money to fly to Australia and there I had to work for an online tutor company based out of India who I earned rupees. Oh, wow. <laughs> you didn't know how far a rupee goes against the Australian dollar. Like, I'd work all day and living with my boyfriend's parents, and at the end of the day, I could afford, like, a shoe, you know, or, like, a yeah. sock, like, nothing. Like, nothing. Was like, um, but, but I did that until my visa came through, and that's when I was like, okay, now I can legally work here and that's when I started to really think about um, leadership and personal growth and this curriculum that I had taken you know something of course I had gone through myself I had been um, mentored in and I really thought I wanted to apply um, this curriculum that helped people learn about themselves mm-hmm. um, learn how to tap into you know creating healthy successful relationships with other people not not just romantic but like family community like how do you you know navigate nobody teaches you how to be an adult in this way and I thought gosh you know through travel like you're you step out of 
the role that you are in as an, you know, you're no longer a student, a daughter, a girlfriend, uh, an American, you know, well, you're yeah, American, but yeah. like you just, you're free to discover new things about yourself when you travel and yeah. you're free to um, explore what other, you learn so much about other people because it's so interesting, you know, and so I thought, okay, if I can put people into this context of another country and then scatter, like stagger um, these this, these workshops that I'd uh, sort of been taught and then redeveloped, that would be an amazing leadership program. And the context, the day-to-day -day work would be volunteer work. So, but not like there's so much like badness out there when it comes to this volunteerism. Yeah. I like the people who just, you know, take selfies with sick children and say, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it can't be self-serving. It has to be community driven, like legitimately needed. Um, and so we, I had a business partner out of Australia and we built a company that did education. We worked, um, in schools in Cambodia, we built a school in Cambodia. We, wow. um, yeah. So the countries we worked for Cambodia, Thailand, where we partnered with elephant rehabilitation projects. We worked in Costa Rica, where we partnered with local um, sea turtle conservation projects, yep. and South Africa, where we also worked with local farmers and built kindergartens, but like kindergarten classes. But like, like every individual who traveled with me had a purpose that where they were required to be part of a project that was driven by local community. And in between their experience, they were eating like local food you don't have to say mm. okay today you're going to have this cultural experience you just walk outside and there's somebody driving by on a motorcycle with six mattresses piled on the back yep. you know just something <laughs> uh, unusual that makes people think what what you know like it catches your attention and it wake it just like and then you have things to talk about and it comes out of the workshops and the workshops is where you just realize things that you couldn't have realized if you'd stuck with your pattern of living you know yeah, and it's yeah. just it was just a beautiful beautiful company I mean it definitely you know we every business has you know things that go wrong or things that are struggles but I I truly loved the the outcome of mm. what that program provided and um so how I got to Nicaragua was, <laughs> that's, a, that's uh, a good story though <laughs> yeah it was a good story yeah actually this is, this is a funny story right so all of this travel like I just was crazy travel back and forth South Africa Australia Costa Rica back to Thailand and then in the interim you're visiting other countries because you just have a couple like a few weeks in between projects I really was on on the go a lot and I actually ended up in Nicaragua because oh man I started to crack like uh, it became tough to, you know, you start this uh, company because you love what you can, you love, you believe in what you're doing. You mm. believe in education and travel and culture and all, all of this. And then, but as you get staff and you realize you have to get, um, fill out paperwork with the government to provide um, mm. workers comp and, what is your general liability to look like? And do you have it covered for employees that are South African and employees that are American, employees that are mm. Australian? Like, how do you, and then how do you pay people with seven different currencies? And, you know, and then, and then you know, you just, it, it just got to be that all I was doing was, oh, and then you have to manage your marketing team. 
and then manage the parents and then manage the safety and concern yeah. of each individual participant. And then you had to train your staff and how to teach the leadership because I can't do it all myself. And, you know, it was, it just got to be where I couldn't, I like, I was just starting to break down, you know, and mm. I thought, all right, I don't, I, I can't go to a country where I already work and I, I don't feel at home in the States. Like, like, I just don't feel at ease. Um, like, I don't have a home there, really. I mean, I do, but I don't. So I thought, you know what? I just want to go to a place that has a nice little casita on the beach. Nothing too fancy. I just need a Wi-Fi connection <laughs> and my computer and peace, like, where I don't really know anybody. And it was I'm a very extroverted person, but... I was like, I just want to hide. So I had never been to Nicaragua and I, you know, we worked in Costa Rica in a few locations, but I was very familiar with the north part of, you know, Liberia, yeah. which I, I now where I am right now in Nicaragua, I can see Costa Rica from my beach. But I, mm. um, yeah, so I just like booked six weeks. And this is actually funny. So for as much travel as I've done and all the research you put into where I'm bringing kid well they're 18 and up they're still like young people I don't do a very thorough job of researching my own personal travel <laughs> like any of my friends who travel with me they'll tell you like I just say just tell me how much and where to be when I don't even care uh, and then I wow. and I just do what people tell me to because <laughs> I'm t I don't want to keep planning you know so yeah. so for my own self I was like yep yeah, booked a casita found a, it was a cr crazy cheap and I was like wow I can have this little casita right here in the jungle. It's a 20 minute walk from the beach. Never been to Nicaragua. Don't know a soul there. Six weeks in October, 2014. And that's just where I needed to have beauty of nature and solitude around me so that I could do better at my job and kind of mm. stop stressing out about everything, you know, and get back to what I love. So anyway, I did not know it, but October is the worst month of the year. <laughs> to be in Nicaragua because it's rainy season and rainy season it it does they don't play here right like rainy season is like torrential rains <laughs> like you can't cross like there's roads that you can't cross um, main roads that you can't cross if there if there's a rain because the rivers flood um and that's what happened I had this little tiny casita with bats and bats geckos and it was in the jungle down like two dirt roads and I, you know like the water wasn't I had to purify my water by like filling it up with a bucket of water and then kind of letting it drip slowly through a filter and to fill another empty bucket throughout wow. the day so I'd have clean drink and I didn't know it was this rustic I was like wow this is so cheap wonderful it was solar powered which didn't work at all in the rain yeah <laughs> and walking to the beach was like mud and I remember thinking like a week into it and like the power went out one day and I you know and I didn't buy myself in this little tiny casita where the locks were just like you know those locks that have a hook and it hits fit the hook fits into like an eyelet yeah that was the lock on the door <laughs> so so I was like and I was like what am I a weekend, I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I didn't have a bicycle. I didn't have a car. And to go to the nearest store, I had to walk. It took me an hour to walk, gorgeous walk through Nicaragua, but an hour to walk to the bus station. And then I got on a bus with like 40 other Nicaraguan farmers and 
this gringa here with like a little backpack and I have to take the bus an hour into Rebus where I would get my groceries for the next week or so wow. and I go back and yeah, but, but so that, but I, but to be honest, like my mind was in such a state of constantly thinking and, and creating on the computer that it was such a relief for my problem to solve that day would be how to get through the, across the muddy river so I can get mm. to the bus to get my groceries. <laughs> you know, it, it just wasn't not well thought out, but Nicaraguan people are lovely and I ended up actually this this little jungle space ended up actually being nestled between two private gated communities <laughs> that are like nice like um yeah. tourist destinations but I, I didn't know that and they were all closed because they closed during rainy season which I also didn't know so I was like really roughing it and then one day the rivers got down low enough the rivers would pour through the rivers would flow through the jungle and spill out into this gorgeous beach and I could only stay in one part of the beach because the rivers were so high and then one day the rivers were low enough I thought you know I'm going to cross this river and I'm going to go see what's on the other side the other side (laughs) of this beach yeah and that's where I saw um cocktail bar um wow nice houses and I was like what is this place this isn't Nicaraguan like and then I started asking a few people and I realized um the place where I live now is Hacienda Guana. And so most people discover this place where I live because they're avid surfers or they're real estate or they're just looking to retire. You know, everybody has a different reason for coming here. And most people find out about it and come through the entrance. (laughs) But I came through the the back end. Yeah. Yeah. Without a surfboard, like when everything's closed, like they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing? You know? So, but I ended up meeting a few people who are around and, um, people from the States and um, Australia and, you know, people who'd moved here, expats. I live in quite, it's quite an awesome international expat community here. Yeah. Um, restaurant owners, photographers, um, people, land developers, retirees, like, you know, who just love the lifestyle here. And mm. so, you know, I ended up going back to that first company. But in, in the interim, I thought, you know, I'm just going to keep coming back. You know, I, I would have two months to kill sometimes between projects and, you know, if I could be in Australia, I would. But I was thinking, well, you know, like I always had a reason to swing through the States with my family there. So I thought, well, I'm just going to, you know, Nicaragua's a few hour flight away. It's in pretty much the same time zone. It's really affordable. It's gorgeous. Mm. And I have everything I need here. So I, I, I just kept, you know, coming back. And now I've been a permanent resident here for maybe three years at least now I think wow and yeah and I'm like I'm this is like my family here the people who live here and Mm. you know gets yeah so that's how I ended up in Nicaragua was almost breakdown (laughs) came in during the worst time of the year on my own had no idea I was really against elements but the story ends well because I live here happily now. So. Yeah, but that's when you when you hit a place like that, you know, and it's you, you're almost hitting rock bottom, you know, because you, you're absolutely exhausted and buggered from all the other stuff, and then you you hit there at a really struggling time. You really start to find yourself. It's a perfect opportunity. While it's bloody mm-hmm. hard, it's a perfect opportunity to say, well, what really matters to me, and who am I, and you know, it's a. It, I think it's a great yeah. story. A bit scary, you know. When I say scary, I'd, a lot of people would think of Nicaragua. Nicaragua, how's that? Nic- Nicaragua, as um, Nicaragua. Wait, 
Yeah, Nicaragua. <laughs> Nicaragua. <laughs> Sorry. You're questioning yourself now. But my, a lot of people would be like, well, I, I wouldn't go there. Why would I go there? You know, but you've really, well, apart from the flooding rivers and everything else, you know, and the bad time of the year, but for the rest of it, you know, it's it's clearly a lovely spot and a really nice way to get away. And so when you, um, mm-hmm. since you've been there, you've developed Venture Within. So tell us about that. And how that helps people and mm-hmm. and helps you, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it does. And you know, those that those long walks to get to the bus stop back then, or even just the walks on the beach. I mean, what are you doing but letting your thoughts kind of mm. wander and simmer down a bit? You know, you just have time to think things through about the things that are important to you. And you know, when my first company ended, um, you know, I thought I. I don't want to stop doing what I do. Like I, like I've always worked in education. I've always done, you know, like created this, these type of experiences in some way. So I thought, well, what can I do now here? And you know, the crazy Asia, South Africa, like that. I love those countries. I would love to go back, but it was very hard. I don't, I know. I don't want to be at the point Again, that first got me to Nicaragua. You know, I don't want to lose my mind. So so I wanted to recreate Venture Within as a way I could still teach um, those leadership courses. Leadership, yeah, leadership. And then you ask them what it is and like, well, you know, like presidents and coaches, you know, like, Mm. like it's something that people know is a good thing but to define it it has quite a few definitions and so when I talk about leadership I'm really talking about um, emotional wellness I'm talking about um, personal growth and self-discovery and you know these these used to be called experiential retreats and not not by me but by like society and then it was a um, transformational experience and then personal growth and then global leadership like it's it's kind of while that hashtag you know the name it's referred to has changed like for me it's essentially activities that help you tap into your personal values yeah and also teach you now that you clarify to yourself again what's important to you how do you use that to make decisions in your life that actually make you happy mm. who you hang with what do you study where do you want to go how, how do you what, what can you do differently in your day so that your strengths are leveraged and the things you're not so good at aren't at the forefront, you know, like how do you yeah. character build, you know? So anyway, so I have like this whole facing fears, um, analyzing your behavior, understanding your behavior, relate all this anyway. Um, but I, and I really wanted to fuse that with travel, but I wanted to mostly stick in the Central American countries really so costa rica is still part of my programs nicaragua and bali's in the works too in indonesia but i i wanted to make them more accessible to people because one of the reasons why my last company didn't succeed any further was you know the marketing changed Mm. the way people find out about programs it just became saturated and yeah you know you can run a facebook ad promoting a trip to costa rica 
learning about leadership and saving sea turtles, but you know, these advertisements online, it's a flash mm. and it's, it, yep. you don't really connect with it. Maybe people connect with, oh, sea turtles, I like sea turtles and, t you know, t or click on the link or the Facebook ad. And, you know, I was just getting people who were interested in my programs who didn't really know what they were. And so it was very hard to sell a personal program in an impersonal way. Yeah. So I just had to change my whole target market, you know, and so with Venture Within, they're shorter programs. They're only five days to seven days, meaning I could work with people outside of college and who are maybe professionals who could get America. I mean, I mostly target Americans target. I hate that word. It's like so aggressive. It services. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if services. That might not be the right word either, but it offers these programs to <laughs> North Americans who have a limited time off um, in these countries here, easy for them to get to, affordable, mm. the time works. And so I, I've taken much of the volunteer projects out. The Venture Within is still personal growth and development in a nice place because I think as I've gotten, I've gotten older, my uh, the people who travel with me have gotten older too. And I think we just want to talk about these things and then go relax and think about them. Mm. You know, maybe have an adventure riding a horse on the beach. But we worked really hard when we did the volunteer projects, like eight, ten hours a day in the heat. Yeah. And people, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, they just want to, like, talk about things. Yep sit on the beach with a beer or a cocktail and yep. talk about it some more, you know? So, so the models changed, but the heart hasn't of what yep. I do. Yeah. That's fantastic. So people, so you'll select a, a venue and X amount of people come and they just run through mm -hmm. a five day program with you or seven day program and, and mm -hmm. talk a lot about the, uh, you know, the things they're experiencing as they go. And that's really, um, yeah. you know, the, the, the those, those gaps are really important, you know, and it, like it's, it's, you know, I've been a teacher for a long time prior to doing what I do. And it's, it's, it's the, the, the in-class theory or, you know, that when you're the workshop theory, it's really, really valuable and knowledgeable, but it's the, it's the letting it sink in, you know, the letting it consolidate yeah. um, through conversations in the gaps, you know, that that's really where it all sort of sinks in and becomes part of you. So yeah, I, exactly. I imagine it would be absolutely beautiful, you know, on a beach or in the jungle or, you know, by a poolside and sharing it with other people who are, uh, are there for the same purpose, you know, coming to um, yeah. not just learn about themselves but to, uh, well, to value themselves and to find um, a new way to live their life according to their values, you know, in line with who they truly are and, I think that's um, mm -hmm. I think that's magical. You know, that's we often we often don't uh, invest in ourselves, and this is one of the, you know, this is a key flaw that I see in most of us, and I'm including myself. You know, because I often will put myself last, but we know that we should develop this, or we know that we should develop that, or we've got a a, a hankering, you know, or a real emotional pull to something. But we often say, yeah, but I can't because I've got to stay here and look after the kids and I'll do it when the house is paid off or mm. I'll, you know, we, if we, we're constantly putting our, our growth last and if what we, what we don't realise, well, we actually know it, but we don't really, um, I don't know whether we don't believe it or we don't put it into practice, but if we put ourselves first and we actually improve our growth and we live the best life possible we're actually benefiting all those people mm -hmm. around us that we 
claim to be stopping us. I'm not not physically stopping us, but um, it's kind of a backward thing. Humans are very funny, aren't they, with their uh, backward thinking? And it's it's if we learnt to put ourselves first and grow um, and invest mm-hmm. in ourselves, we we it's not not only ourselves that benefit; it's everybody and the whole world, the whole planet. Uh, you know, benefits from that. You know, when I lived in Australia, I would attend a hot yoga class. And it was one of my favorite, I have two favorite yoga teachers. And, and he was one of them. He was Hungarian, I think, or something. But him and his wife, uh, or he and his wife, they owned this yoga studio. And they had, were just building it up. And they were building it up about the same time I was starting my first company. And I remember, like, I talked to him after a hot yoga class. And I said, I know you guys are starting your practice and you're you're building and expanding your business here. And I said, but because your business is yoga, does that mean that you're so much more calm about uh-huh. the crazy stress of starting a business? Like it's like it's because your business is yoga, that means you're more chilled about it. And he said, um, he's like, well, you know, we still have all these challenges. He goes, but the very first thing I do every single morning before. I get up because I don't talk to my wife. I don't talk to my sons. I get up and I take care of me and I do my practice and I just take care of me first. And in my head, I thought, well, that isn't that just a typical man thing to say? (laughs) Of course. You know, and at the time, my business partners were all men. It was just me. And I was like, oh, you're one of the, you know, and I was really like, whatever. But then he said exactly what you just said. Um, If I'm not good at, if I'm not well in my mind, if I'm not well in my soul, my body, I'll be a terrible husband. I'll make bad decisions for my business. I won't be the kind of father I want to be. So Mm. it's feed myself and, or what is it? What's the other thing? If you can't give, if you don't have, and that goes for your energy and your time and your money, you know, everything. So you're right. Exactly. Take care of yourself and then everything else falls into place, you know? But we it, and it's true and it's it's how we should be. But we're we're all riddled with that um, guilt that we're taught. Do you you know <laughs> to yeah. um, put other people first? But it's it's a hard lesson and it's something that we all need to learn. And we all would 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 do much, so much better if we did learn it. But it is a hard lesson yeah. and it is something that and often we don't uh, we don't do that. We don't invest unless we've had a health scare or a, you know a major incident mm-hmm. in our life and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I am constantly saying, for God's sake, don't wait. Don't wait for that thing because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we're always waiting for adversity um, until we do something. And I don't know why the hell we do because then it's 10 times harder. It's, it's sometimes you might mm-hmm. not come out of it uh, well enough on the other mm-hmm. side to be able to do it. So, you know, find your pot of gold yeah. now and... Um, you know, but I'm saying that too, and and that doesn't mean I'm perfect because you know while I say that we we all have a hard time um listening to ourselves for advice. Do you, you know? And it's um oh gosh, uh, yeah. I can do well a lot of the time, but gee, I have some I have some terrible um times where I'm not taking my own advice, and I, but then then the other part to that is um learning to not be so hard on yourself too when you do have those crushy moments and. Yeah, that that's a lesson in itself as well. So, yeah, I definitely need to be a better student of my own teaching. I think we <laughs> <For> all do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we all do, and it's um when you're giving it, you know, they'd say that the best thing to learn something is to teach it, and it's you know, and and mm-hmm. every time you teach, and you'd know this. I mean, I, you know, I've done conferences and and retreats, and you know 
camps and God knows what. And it's it's you every single time you do it and, and you share the same information that you've shared a hundred times before. Every single time you learn something because you've just heard it come out of your mouth and you've thought you've thought oh shit <laughs> I need to listen to that a bit closer. <laughs> that happened today to me. Yeah. Today that happened. I was like going over with, um, so I'm doing some like private online coaching. Like people just want just the one-on-ones. Yeah. Um, largely because we're not allowed to travel right now, but, but something I was working with her on at the end of the session, I just made a comment about something and she said, Oh, so you're going through this too. And I, it floored me. I was like, oh, I, <laughs> like this was for me today. This was for yeah. me to remember. Like, it's funny how the universe plants just what you need to hear. Yes. Right at the time you need to hear it. Yeah. I don't know. So. I agree. We listen to the universe a little more often, um, you know. <laughs> but then I, I have people tell me, oh, you and your bloody universe, you know, but <laughs> I love yeah, my no. I love my universe. <laughs> me too. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, look, you've only got to ask the question and you get the answer. I've actually got a sign up in my office right here where I'm sitting and it says, for God's sake, Karen, tell the universe what you want. <laughs> and I've got to keep <laughs> looking at it going, oh, yes, I, yeah, I must do that. Uh, so it's good. So and be um, clear. Yeah, I know. So I wanted to ask you about the people that attend your uh, retreats. What sort of changes do you see in them? You know, when they from from when they come to when they're leaving, when they're walking out the door at the end. Oh man, it's it's they are different people, and I'll I'll tell you, like almost always there's tears and mm. the good kind, you know, during. A workshop where people just become open and yeah. there's a not I mean yes vulnerable but there's a safety there you know yeah. there's a connection they feel and then when people are finally able to release something they're questioning or going through then it's like a whole load off their shoulders um, and I think the biggest difference that comes to mind is a fear has diminished for them, mm. you know, like whether they're afraid of being, you know, many of them haven't traveled for, for many of my, my participants. It's their first time on a plane or, you know, it's, it's either the first time to travel or it's the first time to really talk about, you know, put them first, the lovey dovey stuff. Yeah. Like this, you know, we're talking about, you know, it's not too, I mean, I, I love, hippy dippy shit so don't get me wrong but this is a, how I teach it is a fusion of it's it's when you you do have like this holistic approach and it is emotional and cognitive but it's also you know what what skills can you take with you you know so the mm. change isn't like we come here and we sit in a circle and you know we share our feelings and we talk about things that we might not have had the space to talk about and then it's to be honest it's almost pointless if people go home and are the same yep and so it's my job to make sure that the learning that aha moment where people connect with oh that's what i'm doing or that's what i could be doing you know and and often that circles around fear you know mm. afraid of trying something new or even afraid of something that they had no idea was really bothering them it could be how they're feeling about their position in their career um, yeah. or so, you know, part of them that has never even shined, they've had never shined a light on this part of them because 
you know, for my older participants, they went to college, got married. Now the kids are grown, they're divorced, and now they need something new to do, you know. So it's just this, um, the change is that when they leave, they are so, they just, I want to say deeper, but they're just, they're, they're both open and deep people. Yeah, like yeah. they've, they've gone deeper in themselves than they realized they ever could. And now their, their world is broadened with the mm. possibilities. And then they change. I have people travel more. I've had relationships blossom. I've had, if, if people come back, they come back on these retreats and programs. And, and that's uh, I, like, I know, I remember, um, a retreat I did for with Venture Within in Costa Rica, and we weren't working with sea turtles. This was a, a nicer, more um, I don't know if it was high, yeah, it was high end like location. It was just magical. I mean, people were like hugging and crying on the last day. And if people are crying because they don't want to leave, then I, mm. that's my job is done. You know, so yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what I want is for people just to. I love it. Swivel, yeah. I love it. I used to teach um, disability at, at TAFE, so a tertiary, you know, and mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of my students were middle-aged women. And, you know, one of the units was to do um, plans because people with disabilities have plans and I would never make them do a plan for a person with a disability. I would make them do a plan for themselves. And there was always tears. You know, it was it was mm-hmm. good, good, but shocking you know because they'd got to that point exactly like you said that the kids had gone uh, they were left there sitting at the husband sitting there looking at the husband going oh is that is that all I'm left with <laughs> no I don't mean that in a uh-huh. way but and uh-huh. and it was kind of like when I asked them to write a plan for themselves one they didn't know what they wanted two they didn't feel worthy do you, you know and it was just um an amazing experience but when they did break through and I know what you're talking about because once they decided they were worth it and they tapped into what they wanted they made all these glorious plans and like and just like you said a lot of it was about travel you know and and doing things that they wanted to do and they didn't even remember that they wanted to do them they were so well hidden yes they didn't even know or remember so it's a beautiful oh and it's so exciting I know, and so you know, God, I, I, I love these things, you know. And I, I, sometimes people think they're fluffy and airy fairy things, and I'm just going to go and talk about stuff, and you know, like you say, sit in a circle and light some candles and blow wind up my bum. But it's not. It's it's really, really. If you well, anyway, I always say you only get out of it what you're prepared to put in anyway. But if you if you go with an open mind and an open heart, you know, you, you come out mm-hmm. as you and you is beautiful. And, you know, we've got this bad, um, bad habit of saying, oh, I'm not much, you know, you know, and I do it. I do it at times too. You'll do it. You know, we'll do it. You know, we underplay ourselves. But in truth, each one of us is incredibly magnificent, you know, and there's this unique um unique just I can't even think of the word an an amazing person sitting under all the rubbish that you know we've piled on ourselves over the over the years and it's and particularly when you're a middle-aged woman and you've been serving others you know for so many years it's I'm not just saying women need this it's it's everybody but that's a particular Mm -hmm. demographic that you know is has a lot of um stuff to move first but Mm-hmm. Anyway, so and and I was going to ask you. So, what do you think? So, when people have this breakthrough, what do you think is the um, most common thing that you see that is holding them back? Oh, they're 
You mean from having the breakthrough on their own, just in yeah, yeah, without yeah. the retreat? Yeah. Oh, their their routines, like they're. I mean, we just there's always something to do, yeah. always. Like yeah. like, it's such a fast paced, expectant world, and yeah. with we're stimulated on all fronts. But there's never downtime. There's never mm. a phone that doesn't work for too long, or the, you know, like but in, or in your hand. And, Yes. And like, and if you're busy with your job or you're busy with your personal life, um, but then, and then if you have kids, like, the, gosh, like forget any, any time for any yeah. stop. And then, and then once you do have the time to actually think about, because there's, there's this whole process, right? First you think about it, it things come to like a breaking point almost like where, where you're just not happy or the, you look up and it's been 12 years and you yeah. still haven't done that wrote that book that you wanted to write or you yeah. still haven't learned that you know and then and then to actually stop to have the time first to realize that two to have the time to actually do something about it. and then three be able to chop up your routine and start again when mm. maybe it's easy for possibly easier for single individual people to do if they can work out their career commitments but if you're in a traditional family with you know forget it and mm. so I feel like the once people can finally like intentionally give themselves time to say okay I'm gonna go to this discussion I'm gonna do this workshop I'm gonna do the journaling the reflecting and then like that's that's huge yeah, um, yeah. so yeah I think we just get in our own way really well, we do. You know? we, we we forget to schedule in the important things first, you know, and that's that's something that I learned long ago. And I know it doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. You know, I'm often filling up gaps with things I shouldn't. But um, I do intentionally try to fill my diary for the month first with all the important things. Do You, you know, mm-hmm. I really try that. But that, that doesn't mean that you don't switch and swap. You know, somebody says, oh, can you, I can only do this day. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll swap. And then suddenly you've realized you've taken out your important thing, Do you know, and it's a matter of yeah. then putting it back in somewhere else. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're it, it, I think it's a work in progress to, you know, to constantly be the best version of yourself. And it's just, it's, you, you don't just do one retreat and then you are, but that one, one retreat might be the unlocking of, of mm-hmm. all the strategies and all the, um, and the glimpse of, hey, this is me and I really like this me, you know, so now I'm mm-hmm. going to implement strategies. I'm going to work a bit harder every day, you know, to make sure that that me shines every day rather than get smothered again you know it's absolutely like you have to learn how to build healthy habits and there's tricks of the trade that you can start to day by day embed these habits so that you are taking care of you so that you know you you are your best self I don't like to say that I don't like to say cliches but that's true (laughs) but But I also yeah but but I oh wait I forgot I was gonna say this now um, oh, and one thing I really try to press onto my participants on the retreat and the people who do like the online, like coaching, mentoring, it's like when we don't write in our gratitude journal or when we decide to do what I did today and eat more pizza than I did exercise, <laughs> like don't, don't beat yourself up. Just say, Oh, I didn't yeah. do it today. Tomorrow try again you know like just yeah. try again try again it's, it's when you feel like you lost you dropped the ball and other things started to elbow out the important things out of the way it doesn't mean you give up on those important things it just mm-hmm. means you say oh yeah 
this isn't what I want to do and make the switch back and be kind to yourself about it, you know. Exactly. Instead of having those fat pig stickers on the fridge and all that kind of stuff, you know, just go, well, you know what, <laughs> yes. today today I ate a bit too much chocolate and oh, well, you know, it was, it was fantastic and tomorrow I won't. I'll, I'll reset again tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with you. We're way too hard on ourselves. Um, now, tell me, what is your big why? Why do you do this work? What is it that makes you spring out of bed to do this work? Um... Well, the first words that popped into my head were because I can. Ah, well, that's you know? all right. And yeah, I mean, because I can do it. I can yep. run my own business. And not just like, t- I mean, anybody, I mean, I, I could easily like go back to Australia or go back to anywhere and get like a university salary paid job. So but I guess when you're asking me why, like, why do I teach it, but, but also why do I build my business around and become a business owner as well as an educator Mm. um part of it is because I can I mean I I learned so much from my first business and I I feel like all all of these experiences and all the things I've learned and all the things I've done wrong like that all amounts to something Mm. and I feel like if I don't do something impactful something that helps others yeah gosh what a waste of my skills and talents you know like yeah. it really is and I I have like I can work from anywhere I can work without power um mm. you know and I I just feel like when I look back like I'm 41 now I'll be 42 this year and you're I, still a baby I'm still a baby but yeah. it's also <laughs> like a point where like at what point does this become like your life work your life's yeah. work you yeah. know and I'm just like this is what I've been groomed to do since I was 15, you know, like, and I just, I, even when days get hard, I remember like, even like both years ago and today, like when points when things are just so tough and, you know, the teaching isn't tough, but often it's the things around building the business to hold up the teaching or tough or, and I thought, I remember thinking any moment I could just pull the pin and let go of my own business and get hired and have yeah. half of the stress. And there's no way, there's no way. The thought of doing that, that makes me feel worse than the stress of doing what I do ever does. Yep. So my why is because um, I, I can't imagine doing anything else that would bring me such joy. And the impact you're having others on others, so you're having a massive yeah. impact on other people, and it's and look the the way I see it, if if your cup cups full, you're filling other people's cups, and they're pouring that goodness out into the planet, you know, and it's it it you can't go wrong. You just you cannot go wrong when you're helping other people to build build themselves no. up. You know, it's uh, no, and look what they do. Like it's not just I one know. Of, like that person. It's a ripple effect. You know, it, it absolutely is. It, it is. I look. I'm, and that's part of the reason I wrote. You know, the book Get Off the Bench is because I I want everybody to just to do that thing because when they're doing that thing and and they're at their best and they're their happiest and you know and, and that doesn't mean shit doesn't happen you know but but it's you you're living a purposeful life and you're feeling like you're achieving things you know and it's not a comp- 
competitive achievement. It's a personal, wow, I feel great about myself. Mm-hmm. Everybody benefits. You know, the world is just so much better. And it's, you know, when you're, anyway, we know the, we know the story. But I want to ask you about, you know, um, <laughs> coronavirus. So I don't really want to talk about it because the bloody news is full of it and we're sick to death of hearing about it. Not that it's yeah. not serious, but it has impacted, um, it is, has impacted the way we do things and your retreats are all... Um, you know, per, person to person, like people gathered and clearly that's um, changing at the moment. And so you're doing some online workshops and I see that you're, you know, mentoring teenagers and all that. And that's that's beautiful. But uh, uh, there's no but. But what I was going to add, add to that is that uh, it's such a feeling of uncertainty. And even those of us who are are really calm and who can see the big picture and who can see further and who can see you know accept things for the way they are still there is anxiety do you know still there is uncertainty and still we have moments of I don't know if this is going to work or I don't know if that's going to work or it's overwhelming to switch to an online program and all that sort of stuff and it, it's while it is an opportunity to reflect what what is um you will have had moments. What's what's bringing you to tears at the moment? What's what's welling up for you at times during these circumstances? Oh man, you know, um, when I realized fully, I think, and um, it was the beginning of March when I started to realize the the impact of this virus, and that you know, I. I was meant to actually start my next retreat. What's today? That's 29th of April. Um, next week it was meant to be my, yeah. yeah, And you know, and uh, you just feel like, like, like if I'm running a travel company and I had 2020 was actually really lined up to be an awesome year. Really was. And yeah, for not, yeah, this isn't a solo pity party. Like we've all had, something obliterated in some way you mm. know um no you can have so- your solo pity party because i'm asking you about your tears <laughs> oh <fine>. god <laughs> well the way i handled it was like get busy you know i'm so busy anyway and you know now i run the business on my own more or less and so you know be- before you, if you have a business partner you do the back and forth conversations mm. about decisions you need to make or you argue whatever but but there's something there and I I said okay I have to make a decision and so I pivoted fast and I amped up my online programs and I ran a virtual tr- retreat to trial it you know and I did a few trial programs with for teenagers which is now starting to pick up traction um but it was two months of like get up, stick to my morning routine, which is mm. writing in my gratitude journal, making sure I'm exercising, making sure I'm eating healthy, and then making sure I'm keeping my the visuals up for Venture Within. My Instagram is current because I really mm. believe that what I offer is something that people are seeking more and more. Yeah, you I know, do too. Me- yep. Yeah, wellness and authenticity and better lifestyles and how do you get there. And, and in tra- you know, all of these things – you know, and I, I don't want my my company venture within to slip through the cracks because I'm busy moving online when as yeah. things turn around, whenever that is, I want to be ready and strong, yeah. you know. So yeah. so how do I keep that strong? And so I've just been busy, 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 busy. Yep. Busy. 
And I had, um, and so when you're busy, you're not really releasing emotions. And then I had, a, you know, a few yoga practices where I would practice on my own here and leak a few tears, you know, but I, I was keeping it together. But I'll, I'll just tell you this one situation that happened maybe five days ago. And I guess you, you can't, you can't keep your emotions like locked down, like no, mm. no amount of activity will erase those emotions. It, it could turn up as a cancer, you know, it yep. could turn up yep. in your physical health or it, something will happen. And I was on Saturday, that's where I live, it's quite small. And so there's only maybe like a few neighbors here that I talked to and we've all been quarantined. So we had two of them just had like an impromptu dinner at my house and they came up and then in the afternoon I just started to feel so heavy you know and like it's the anxiety I, w- I would feel it, it bubbled up over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks but I just never let it out and then they came over and it was nice and I love my my two neighbors and they made dinner and and but I just I, I just got really like agitated and I was stressing about stupid things and it wasn't like me at all and and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, I just, and, and I just burst into tears. And I was like, I can't, I just don't feel good. And they're like, you can talk to us. You can talk. And I was like, I don't want to talk. You know, I just want to, mm-hmm. like, I was like, I just want to be by myself. And I'm saying, and I felt terrible. And I just bawled my eyes out. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is wrong with me? It's not, the moon's not full. You know, it's not hormonal. And I didn't understand why in a moment of calm and chill with people I love, I could have, felt so terrible Hmm. and I was thinking about it in the last couple days I'm like oh I just that was a moment I finally slowed down and everything hit you know like yeah really hits like all these retreats that I'd planned you know it's just you know they'll happen but who knows when and then now you're like scrapping to the online presence when you were in you know it's just like yeah and you just and I'm not there's so much good going for me. There's so much, but man, it sucks. Like it really, mm. it's hard. You know, and today it's like today has been like a good morning, and then it was a terrible morning, and then it was good again, and then like, <laughs> oh no, like it was just this roller coaster that everybody's feeling. But yeah, like the it just feels heavy. Mm. Everything just feels heavy, and there's not one conversation not one person all the different people think about the people in your life your families your neighbors people across seas people in your professional network people in your next door you know every single person we have the same conversation yeah coronavirus corona you know and i it's just like this pestilent anyway we're working through it but gosh yeah it's just it's extraordinarily hard. It is. Yeah. And I think it's it's the because it's such an unknown. You know, it's not like and and all the information you get is all over the place. And you know, where we feel, I think we're all feeling like we're just on our own trying to survive. You know, yeah. and it's it's a it's hard. It's you know, for me. Um, and thank you for sharing that, by the way, because it's you know, it, it's we're all trying to put on a brave face and. You know, for me, I'm sort of seeing this as a as a great opportunity. But there has been some, um, 
uncertainty and some agitation and you know and some frustration because I'm not working at the moment and you know and my partner is and and I've I've got the guilts come up you know that that mm-hmm. she's got to keep working while I'm not you know while I'm doing all this fun stuff and so then I get the the tears on about the guilts do you know and but I think for me that you know I've found a lot of teary moments about uh, gratitude and appreciation and it's it's kind of I've have had gratitude and appreciation in the past and that's not not been something I've lacked but um I've had this overwhelming sadness that maybe I've overlooked more gratitude and appreciation than I should have you know it's it's like I I I didn't appreciate this and I didn't appreciate that and I thought I did but now I'm realizing I didn't and then you have the emotions of like am I a bad person for you know overlooking that and it's 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 quite a it's a real bloody um jungle of emotions I think we're all feeling at the moment and it's you know I I think that for me I do have those moments where I think things like that but this is different it seems different and it's a much deeper soulful kind of um exposing you know of of emotions and yeah and you know with that there comes like the responsibility at least for me, I mean, what, what, what is it that I'm always yapping on about, right? Like personal growth, healthy habits, gratitude journal, stay healthy, blah, blah, yep. blah, like all the stuff that's so important. And then now, like more than ever, like these are having these like positive, healthy, mindful habits are going to be the saving grace. Yep. And if me and other so many other like teachers and educators and you know, these people who, coaches, people who are examples and who help lift other people's spirits, like, like the pressure is on to constantly like stay positive and all, you know, like, like I just, I I feel responsible for, I feel responsible for being more positive and like, like, and then guilty when I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had to, the other day I had to write, um, I was like, Christy, <laughs> write down every good thing, everything you're doing right now that yeah. that is work that is good. Everything you're doing right, just do it. And you have to be your own cheerleader. Yeah. You know? You and so I did. And by the end I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. I am doing all the things I can think of. I'm just that's the best you can do, so Go take a nap and try again. And you're bringing beautiful <laughs> energy into the world, you know, all the all the time. It's it's um well, I have the same with, you know, at the moment I'm playing guitar, you know, I'm, I've pulled my guitar back out and I'm doing a song a day on Facebook and you know, I can tell you there's days I don't want to do it. You know, there's days where I think, oh God, you know, I've sort of, I've committed now, you know, I'm telling people that I promised to do one a day and today I don't bloody feel like it, <laughs> you know, but, and it's kind of like, I have to, you know, like I read back over comments that people have written and I think, oh, look, you can't, you know, there's a responsibility and then I have yeah. to push pu- even further past no you can't do this simply because there's a responsibility you have to find joy you know so then it's Mm -hmm. kind of I have to play a couple of songs and I think is that one made me feel good I'm going to record that it doesn't happen often but it does happen you know and it's I think that we got to take the pressure off ourselves that we can't always be you know the shining bright little light that you know we think we have the responsibility to be you know because that's not the truth that's not the world and you know it's um I think that's the difference is it's whether you have got the capacity to pull yourself back up 
to be that person when needed. Do you, you know that's because we all slip and it, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. And you know, I love that you're playing your guitar because you motivated me. I have a guitar. I've had I've been playing uh-huh. well, for 12, 13, 14 years now. Oh no. 16 years. Wow. <laughs> Good. <laughs> a long time. Well, but then I started all these businesses and I never had time to like the things yeah. I love to do. Like going back to what you said about the things that take care of you first, like writing, playing guitar. And I, I used to do that so much more. Yeah. And you're taking this this Facebook world tour of your guitar playing. <laughs> like it took like maybe three or four times I watched you and I was like, my guitar is at, like set up like a freaking art piece in my living room and it should be <laughs> like a utensil, you know. On your lap. Yeah. And I started playing and I've been listening to um, some of my favorite singer songwriters again and just like writing like I'm work- looking at writing and then it just makes you feel so much better but 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 you're right about pushing through because mm-hmm. you never know who needed that that day yep you know and that's that's right and it, and it didn't yeah that's right and it didn't hurt you to do it now mm-hmm. I want you were just talking about writing as we need to wrap it up soon because it's Nicaraguan time and you need to go to bed soon um so <laughs> you were talking about writing and I believe you are looking at you're starting to put pen to paper to write a couple of books you're looking at you don't have to tell us what they're about if it's a secret but um you know that's a great thing in itself that you yeah well I love you know I used to you know I still write like blogs I write all my own posts like I, I love writing and I um wrote a book or the makings of one maybe actually I wrote it in Australia when I was waiting for my working visa to come through one of the things I did was like telling myself this time you have when you're waiting to be able to make better money than rupees is to write and so that's when I wrote it's maybe like 200 pages a book about travel but not about travel where I went here and I did this and it was amazing who Mm. who cares really like your mom maybe but nobody really like what can people take away from your experiences that where they learn you know so so that's the kind of book I wrote and you'd actually like it there's lots of different animal stories sort of inserted throughout it where you can like tie this little mini story about a a wild animal into a personal experience you're having through travel I'll I'll, I'll send you stuff later if you want but but I'm like making it a point to re-edit that because I've taken writing courses several since then pardon me and so I, I thought you know what put your editing powers back to work pick up your book and work on it so I've just been um I took like a writing course uh last month that was online again just like or like just the steps of writing a book and I'm applying it to the text I have and hope my goal is to have that out um I want an editing party by July and then potentially published by September oh that'd be great my birthday September I'll have it published in September yeah birthday presents and you are working on a podcast as well at the minute? Yeah. Um, the, the, the second book is on mindfulness. So that's oh, actually more. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I was, but because it was mindfulness is more on work and then travel is more like travel. So they're yep. different. But the podcast, yeah, actually, I'll probably like message you throughout the experience to see if you have had the same growing pains. But I'm excited <laughs> to do it. It's um, one of my neighbors here. He's from New Zealand. And he's got all the techie stuff and you know we just kind of uh yeah like we we're we him and his wife here they're also expats he's from new zealand she's russian 
but also from New Zealand and just really good friends of mine. And we thought we should write a podcast about the working title is the expat life. Should you do it? <laughs> so, oh, fantastic. Like, yeah. So we've got like 50 different episode topics. And, and you know, the, the, the format will be, you know, probably only 20 minutes long, but a couple facts about that topic. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, our personal experiences. And, you know, he's a family man from New Zealand, big surfer, spear fisherman, you know, and I'm single, North American, don't surf really, like, it's just opposite experiences, but we both landed here in the same beach in Nicaragua. Wow. Um, his wife is like one of my best, best friends. So we thought, well, we'll just do this and we'll really provide information that um, is entertaining and informative to anybody who's trying to make a decision. We're not trying to talk them into it or out of it, but like pros and cons of how do you finance yourself? How, what if you have a family? What if you want to raise a family? What's the dating scene like? What are the safety issues? What about politics, weather? Like, like what, like where do you start? And, and is it focused on Nicaragua or is it, or is it sort of just for no. anywhere if you're living, want to live anywhere as an expat? Anywhere. There's going to be an, ep- an episode on, because this is my fourth country I've um, lived in, but my first third world country, mm. you know, UK and then Australia are not so drastic as here where there's scorpions in my shower regularly and the Wi-Fi doesn't work for no reason. So, you know, so weird things happen yeah. here, but, um, yeah, so we're going to cover both of those and, and, uh, yeah. Oh, and also the idea of like expat versus immigrant. What's the difference, yeah. which is a whole another oh, episode of yeah. like, basically it's racism and <laughs> that's what the difference is, yeah. you know? So, wow. Well, that's going to be, so how long do you mm-hmm. think before that comes out? Well, um, tomorrow we're actually filming the first episode. We've had a few sessions where we're building the soundproof studio and then pouring through notes and we've got a little jingle and, um, oh, and I'm, I'm making the podcast part of a YouTube channel so people can watch it or listen to it. Fantastic. Yeah. So a few weeks maybe. I, I think that's fantastic. So, so people should look out for that. The expat life. Yeah. But should you do it? The expat life. Should you do it? Well, we look forward to that. Now, I'm going to finish with one question. If what did, So because this uh, podcast is Get Off the Bench, you know, I'm trying to encourage people to do what you've done, you know, and follow your dreams and uh, do that thing that's been eating at you or just do what brings you to life. What advice would you give somebody, somebody who has been like pondering something for a long time or maybe even a short time, but they're held back? because of self-doubt, imposter syndrome, perceived barriers, you know, all that sort of stuff, all those yeah, things that are stopping. That yeah. What advice would you give them? Well, I'd love to say just go, just do it. And I, ha- I have said that to people, but how do you get started? How do you actually make it a reality? And the best thing for me was like, like, like I signed up to something I couldn't back out from, right? So I just committed to something that was scary. Yeah that I made myself do it. So like, yeah, I want to travel the world. I want to go to England. It wasn't something that became real until I bought the trip, like yeah, paid yeah. to go. Tra- Cause I traveled with a Canadian university. So I enrolled in some classes that took place in England and you know, you know, the rest of the story. Yeah. So, so that, that would be like, do something that to, to commit to it, uh, get hire a mentor, you know, actually one of my, um, 
I hate calling them clients because they're really just friends and we're all yeah. learning from <laughs> yeah. each other really. But like um, a woman who's an entrepreneur too, she's like, she just needs like a few, she has some goals, but to be disciplined, committed, organized, mm. and to have a soundboard, you know? Yeah. So I think getting a mentor on board that doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't even have to be paid. Yeah. You know, I, I have a mentor now who I, she gives this free um, mentoring session Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And her, the name of it is Someday is not a day of the week. And <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm like, oh, it's not, you know? And then in every session, she's like, okay, here's like, it's basically a version of what I do, but in her own awesome way. Yeah. And I glean from it for, for myself, yeah. especially when it comes to my other tasks. But I'm also thinking, yes, like this is like a structured path to get what you want because it's Mm. hard to stay disciplined so yes that's my advice get off the bent like commit to yourself in some way sign up for that course um hire work with a mentor hold someone you know have someone hold you accountable yeah. and take that first and, step really. yeah just do yeah. it that's the hardest part yeah. and it was like i yeah. always say you take that first step and the next one appears you just got to have the courage to take that first one do you know and then but well that's good advice thank you and and where um where can people look you up because seriously guys if you um you know thinking that it's time to get in touch with yourself and and time that you think that you're actually worth it by the way you should be thinking you're worth it all the time but I understand how that can be a a challenge but um you know you do you do deserve it you do deserve to get in touch with yourself so um where can people find you um, yeah, my website is Venture Within, so V-E-N-T-U-R-E dash within, yeah. Um, dot com? Dot com, yeah. Um, and I, you know, there's email links on there, but my email is Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at venture dash within dot com. Like the, any of the emails through the website, like I I'm the one that gets them and yeah. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram is a good one. I'm always checking those, but yes, but I, I love it. I love like, you know, there's like forums that apply and fill out your information. That's fine. But just give me a call. Like I love the conversations with people and figuring out what they need and mm. how they can, where they should best go. What's, what's going to really light their fire and keep it lit. You know, that's, that's the goal. So give me a call i think what you're doing is absolutely wonderful and really needed and there's you know you can there's a lot of retreats out there that and dare i say it that you know people go to and pay a lot of money for and um don't come back changed but i i know Mm -hmm. yours um change people and you know sometimes you just need that to find the one that actually does invest in you and um so guys this is a really good opportunity and it's good to go good opportunity to go to a place like nicaragua 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 um and a place where you would yeah. probably never go go and see all these beautiful beaches and you know or, or costa rica mm-hmm. the one that's there and go and um you know just see somewhere and see it in a safe environment with other like-minded people and what a what an opportunity to step step out of that and just go and do something as as terrific as that. So you know, um, does that mean I'll do it? I don't know because uh, you know we, yes. we we yes, I know you've already invited me. I better pull my finger out and get over there so I can be an advocate. <laughs> it's fantastic, but um, 
Anyway, well, thank you so much for joining us. It's um, really been lovely chatting to you again and been a long time since we spoke in, properly spoke in, in uh, October. But um, yeah, I really love the work you're doing. I love the energy you're bringing to the world and I love that you've got up and, you know, gotten off the bench in many, in many times and uh, created so many wonderful things that create a better world. So I love it. So thank you so much. Thanks so much, Karen. I'm so excited for, like, I've read your book and I've heard your talks and I'm so excited that you're doing this now and honored, honored to talk to you. And <laughs> um, I can't wait to give you a hug in real life. I know. Hopefully this year. We're going to find that time, don't we? Oh, that might have to be in Nicaragua. <laughs> Nicaragua. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, Nicaragua. Just not in October. No, no, it's not amazing. in October. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Month, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and um, uh, really hope that somebody takes you up on that offer and I really, really hope you can get to change some more people's lives. So, so oh, thank you. Thanks, thank you so very much. Ah, so guys, how was that? Seriously, look up Christy and, and really have a good solid think about whether this is something for you because it's the, the difference she makes in people's lives are incredible. So just go to the website, Venture Within, so venture-within.com and have a poke around, send her an email and even if you're unsure, you know, like we're, like she said and like I'm saying, take that first step, just send an email and just um, say, hey, you know, I'm really scared to do this or I'm not sure and yeah, just have a chat, doesn't mean you have to have an obligation but you you owe it to yourself you know to find the best in you and to uh, give yourself what you really deserve in life so I hope that's been inspiring anyway guys thanks so much for continuing with this and uh, joining us every week and you know love you guys if we if we I don't know if I didn't have you I'd, I suppose I'd be talking to the cows but that's not such a bad thing but glad you're here anyway um, I'll catch up with you next week for another great episode okay see ya Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.